Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Good morning to you. Bow your heads, please. Oh, there we are. The traditional greeting. <laughs> it's reference to my and Simon's school days, which very few people listen to this will get, but some will. I know, happen to know some of our old entourage <laughs> are regular listeners. So that's one for the one for the old episode, gang. Oh, well done, everyone. Yep. Uh, congratulations on still being alive. Uh, how have we been, what? Yeah, fine. Um I was going to tell you something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've, uh, mm. just before we, fin- we started recording, uh, I ate uh, 500 grams, which is half a kilo, <laughs> of jerk beef. <laughs> okay. Uh, Any particular reason for this? Or? Uh, yeah, no, I just cooked it all up and then I ate it all. Wait, wait, oh, you mean jerk beef is in cooked jerk style, not beef jerky? So I mix oh, up. no, beef jerky. Is, yes. no, I couldn't get through all that. I think half a kilo, that's, that's, that's quite Herculean, that is. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Also, also unnecessary, but my head would be dry as a bone if I did that. <laughs> I was thinking that seems that seems risky. Uh, you know, all the salt buildup and stuff. <laughs> I am um, I've had a fairly uneventful day, but I have found out how. Uh, I think I mentioned in a previous pod, maybe the one with Trev, that uh, my sense of geography is and always has been absolutely woeful. Uh, so I don't know what. I think I mentioned a few times because we've had a few. Uh, Randoms Wikipedia take us different countries. Yes, you've made a clown of yourself a couple of times. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But it became particularly poignant today because I got an invite to do a talk in Bulgaria. Oh yeah. Which I, I hadn't never been to before. I know I don't know anything about Bulgaria. And I sort of just Googled it quickly. And uh it's it said this can be the lift of facts about Bulgaria. It says uh, the Danube runs through Bulgaria. Hmm. I said, actually I'm going to Vienna next month uh, for another talk, and that's on the Danube. And I thought, oh, it'll be it'll be close to there, won't it? <laughs> No, <laughs> four countries away. <laughs> it's out. The Danube is rather long. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the Taffy, which runs from yeah. slightly north of South Wales to South Wales. <laughs> not, uh, not four sodding countries and counting. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I really need to. I need to brush up on that. <laughs> oh, great, good stuff, Dean. So, Dean, what are you going to show me this week, please? Well, I'm going to show you this, Simon, and I hope you enjoy it because I don't think many people did. Oh, right, good. Sounds right up my alley. <laughs> so this is Guardian Coffee. It is the Guardian's own coffee shop, uh, which I uh, have uh, sort of a convoluted history with. Right. Now, here's a bit of backstory. So for those, imagine most of the listeners who came via my output do know, but uh, I worked for the Guardian for a long time, for like 2012 to 2018. Um, did my own little science blog, doing some humorous science stuff. Uh, got a little bit sort of a cult following. Pitched the Guardian, they took me on board, and I could be a regular blogger for them. And I was uh, like, well, as the stats showed, that I was eventually their most popular science writer, which was nice, you know. And uh, so I will, uh, you know, I'll, I'll defend the Guardian as and when necessary or appropriate because I do, you know, I owe them a lot. They, the reason I have a writing career at all, and uh, my books and stuff all come by a Guardian favor and things like that. And having met a lot of people there, I do, you know. I do appreciate the work they do. I'll stick up for them. I know a lot of people there are very genuinely mean well and trying to do a good thing and make the world a better place with their coverage and stuff. But the same token, I'm also not at all opposed to criticizing The Guardian as and when necessary. I think one of the most uh, recent things is me and Mr. Johan Hari have had a few beefs because um, The Guardian just publishes his claims uncritically because he's one of their mates uh, from school. And I call that out as and when possible. And uh, you know, on the grounds that just because someone you like someone doesn't mean they're exempt from criticism. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm not uh, ideologically aligned with the Guardian. I can see they have lots of problems and stuff. But this is one of the things they've done which completely baffles me. So in 2013, I think it was, the Guardian set up their own coffee shop. Hashtag Guardian Coffee. The hashtag, well, the hashtag is Guardian Coffee. Yeah, the hashtag is part of the name. Right. Because that, um, well, because, because of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no explanation needed. Yeah, no further comment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, the whole rationale behind that, I mean, I've looked it up since, apparently it's something to do with trying to integrate itself with the, the Virgin and London tech scene, like uh, sort of like the, the London equivalent of the Silicon Valley bit and trying to foster part of the community. But I, I don't buy that personally. I think that's a weird thing to do. So now... I sort of respect it when someone or anyone, an organization, uh, individual, personal, personal, personality, celebrity is self-aware enough to sort of poke fun at their, you know, how they're perceived, their own yeah. image, like, like with extras and stuff, you know, people making fun of their 
their, their fame and sort of be a bit of tongue and cheek poking. But eventually, you can take that too far. People are just doing it for you know the likes and stuff. But so I don't mind people do that. But Guardian Coffee Shop, and I went there. I have been in the place. I'll show you a few photos in a second. It's almost it's basically imagine every state about the Guardian. Uh, you know the most extreme caricatures. And imagine all those were turned into a coffee shop. Nice. And that's, that's exactly what you got. <laughs> it was, it was, re, it's a, it was a, it was a converted cargo container. Yeah. Because, because that's, no, that, that's cool. Um, it was no tills, nothing but iPads. Okay. Uh, because, In of course. 2013. Yeah. Yeah. That's which, quite, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I went there, I ordered a coffee and tried to pay with cash. Was, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do with that. Really, really. That's, um, wow. that's really quite something. Um, I have some photos from my visit. Uh, see, here is the filter coffee I ordered. Fucking hell, what's that? What does that look like to you, Simon? Well, there's <laughs> the ubiquitous wooden board, which I've seen done. <laughs> and then there's like um, a brandy glass with um, yeah, like a lost and found ticket hanging off it. <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't know, it's some, it looks some, like something. In a, you'd have honey in or a bee or something. Yeah, very, it looks... Um, like like Winnie the Pooh's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or oh, it looks a bit like because um, it's glass. It looks a bit like a, a very small version of the old sort of ribbed tumbler glasses you'd have at pubs, like back in the old days, the ones you hang up with the, with the handle. Yeah, but the wrong shape. But kind of like a dimple mug. But yeah, dimple mug. That's the word. Yeah, a little bit like that. More like a ribbed condom. <laughs> yeah, for someone who has some serious problems. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so this is again. I order a filter coffee because when I go to a new coffee place, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but I go. I'd order a filter coffee. I think, well, that's the simple one. Surely, that's straightforward. Yes. It's this. But I thought you can't make that more complex. Turns out you can. You really can make it more mm. complex. And this is uh, this is the filter coffee, and that lost and found label on the brandy tumbler which comes with it. Uh, that's a big explanation of where the coffee comes from and how the innate sweetness is uh, makes milk unnecessary. Oh, uh, which, right. uh, stuff like that. Um, no milk was offered. <laughs> I, I wanted it, but it was not there. Uh, <laughs> your milk. Saw your almond. Um, you have semi-skinned. <laughs> Beg your pardon for a cow. Get out. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, that was like, that's the... Something from a beast. <laughs> this is this is the most simple coffee they did. So it's like sort of two glass affair with brandy tumblers and you know, opportunities to sniff it and various things like that. Yeah. And took a photo of me there uh, uh, behind one of the one of the iPads on every table. Oh yeah. So like I thought it'd be funny to put my blog up with me behind it. Yeah. That's not why I'm showing you this. I'm showing you this because behind me, the wallpaper I was instantly uh, drawn yeah. towards it. Yeah. Do you know what that is? One to stop looking at your horrific face. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing a particularly uh, eerie gurn there, aren't I? But, yeah, um, I can't tell what it is. It looks very childish. Hmm. But go on, what is it? It is a custom-made wallpaper of the Guardian Coffee Shop. They actually had it drawn and printed. There's lots of coffee machines, and it's actually pictures of the coffee shop it's in and the wallpaper. Bloody hell. Yeah. I mean, that that strikes me as ornate. It's like Boris Johnson-level <laughs> wallpaper obsession. <laughs> And again, the staff, they're all very lovely, but imagine somebody who works for the Guardian, <laughs> a coffee shop, imagine what they would look like, that. <laughs> yeah. Very, very designer beards and facial hair. And uh, again, no, no, just, that's a, they're in shortage. That's exactly what they should look like. But it was exactly what you expect. And I don't understand why this existed. Uh, it doesn't anymore. So it's from the did exist, but doesn't now category. But I can't put myself in the mind state where someone says, I really like this newspaper. But if only there's a way I can sit inside it and drink coffee. <laughs> I don't think that's a thought anyone's had, ever. So, yeah, the Guardian Coffee Shop. Or cafe, or hashtag Guardian Coffee. Whatever, you, however you want to describe yeah, it. Well, it's hashtag Guardian Coffee. You give it its uh, right official name. title, yes. Yeah. And you said it's closed now, is it? Uh, yeah, I don't think it lasted long. I think it was there no, for a year, okay. to be honest. Yeah. Property in London is expensive, isn't it? Yeah. But it was a cargo container. But I imagine the rent on those are quite... Yeah, it was in Central Shoreditch, back when Shoreditch was the place, the you know, place in, yeah. in London, like the whole um, cereal cafe era when that was oh, just... Oh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was like three cargo containers like joined together. So they, there was a, a sort of corridor between them. Mm. But the reason I went there, because they wanted to put on a sort of nerdy comedy night like Robert Inst does. Actually, I think he was built to be on it. And they wanted to go and check out the place as a venue. Right. It would have been a terrible speaking venue. I think there are some events there. It's like the, the whole 
place with nothing but recesses. Yeah. So there's no sort of, you know, flow or no sort of visual lines. So if you did an event there, half people would be in the recesses where like big booths and you can't just get out. So no. it, it, it didn't make sense as a venue in that respect. So I, I couldn't, hopefully we won't plan on that going forward. Well, yeah, my initial thought was like some kind of um, money-based scam sort of thing, but it doesn't seem... <laughs> Tax right off. More like a, yeah, yeah. It seems more of a way to lose money than to, to make it. Yeah. Do you think there's enough people who would like frequent a place based on the association to The Guardian? Well, given that it's not there anymore, I'm guessing no, but... No. <laughs> but it's also like, um, I mean, I, I think they were... The article I found is a, uh, sort of like a media website article but they, they were saying that if they, oh, this is the future of journalism this is what the next thing thing's going to be but imagine like every newspaper has their own sort of uh coffee or drinking establishment imagine what the daily mail coffee shop would be like quite uh, great no dark roast <laughs> 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 oh, only british grown coffee um well we're going to struggle there mate. <laughs> mellow birds or get out the daily express cafe is just wall-to-wall pictures of diana <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just some of the cabinet openly weeping constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you'd get a nice jug of milk in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the Financial Times, there's nothing but paywall. <laughs> Can't even get in. Yeah. <laughs> get out. <laughs> 30 pounds, they're not coming in. You can have a free shot of coffee and see what it's like. But, uh, no. Yeah, so I, I don't think the, the, the fusion of uh, mainstream newspapers and uh, pretentious coffee is really. I don't think it's a goer. I don't think it's the future, no. No. Or indeed the the more recent past. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very brief blip in the recent past. Yeah. And this is just me then, but the whole um I'm not a I'm not a big coffee fan, and the whole coffee house craze was something that passed me by, but I I just I never got into the whole extremely elaborate coffee thing. It's still very much a thing, definitely. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that to, to that extent, where you know, can I have a coffee, please? You can only have it if it's in a brandy snifter on a, the, on a plank on a, on a plank of the True Cross and stuff. <laughs> that is bollocks. I have not seen yeah. that anywhere else, to be honest. Mm. I know. I think the whole shortage thing, the whole things being trendy for the sake of it. And I mean, I know uh, how a good friend Dave and former guest Dave has recently criticised us for not criticised, laughed at us for. This podcast being middle-aged men complaining about things they don't understand, which is, which is I think is a fair point. Even though he, he's joined in quite happily, yeah. Um, but, but I think this one counted in. But why did you do that? But what, why? Why do you think what this new Pippa needs is a, a rather elaborate coffee establishment? Which you know, it also reminds me of the thing I mentioned on the day episode, like the the media being far too. Uh, self-referential. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They love smelling their own buns, don't they? Well, that's essentially what this is, but um, coffee-scented, <laughs> coffee-scented anus. Well, like, like I said, the whole beer cocktail thing that some journalists said went to a pub and said, oh, you do beer cocktails. I guess that's the trend across the UK now, because eh? I've experienced yeah. it here. And, and I, I find this sort of thing quite grating for that. As in, yes, we are at the forefront of, uh, you know, what's zeitgeisty and... Uh, we're going to tell you plebs about it. And uh, it just leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Much like the coffee, I guess. I wasn't a fan. The UK media, and particularly the press scene, is one of the worst and most um, destructive things in this country. I can't argue that, I'll be honest. The Guardian, uh, they make me spew almost as much as (laughs) the Daily Mail and that sort of thing. At least with the Daily Mail, you know, they know what they are. And they aren't hmm. afraid to show it. <laughs> there is that. The Guardian, in particular, is <laughs> filth. Because <laughs> the one time where we had uh, an opportunity to make radical progressive change in this country, they went out of their way to oppose it. <laughs> and now, we're as of we're recording, Liz Truss and their government have um, recently done their um, mini-budget. And there's, oh, mass outcry from The Guardian and <laughs> the, the other nom- supposedly nominally left-wing newspapers. Well, it's on them, and they should <laughs> fucking... It, it really angers me that they've mm. got the fucking the brass neck. They will never accept that they're wrong. All journalists in the UK are like that. That's absolutely true, yes. I've never seen... Uh, well, I think there was one like the New York Times did a while ago. They sort of did a sort of twenty years later retrospective on some of their old articles and said, "Oh, got that wrong." But twenty years later is no good to anyone, is it really? No, 
No, hmm. they should look now. This hmm. section will lead to editing, Dean, because I, I just slipped into actual, <laughs> it's actual actually, anger then. That's good. I mean, but for you, Kittles, when we're Simon has a different history with The Guardian than I do, as in none whatsoever. So, yeah, none so whatsoever, he is absolutely yeah. free yeah. to say what he likes about yeah. their uh, coverage of literally anything. So yeah. That's absolutely fine. Um, and I'm sure some of them are very nice, but they're few and far between. <laughs> I mean, that's a powerful thing summary that I was going for. But but the whole thing about you said, you know, 20 years later, it's it's the that's another media trick that I've discovered in recent years. When someone makes a prediction and you know it's bollocks, and you know, because I obviously tackle all the science stuff, but it, 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 with any sort of field, they say, Oh, within 10 years we'll have XYZ, or within 10 years, well, we'll definitely see this. That 10 years is such a cop-out. Because what it means is It'll be too long. You won't check. You won't check on this. And uh, you know, I can safely look back and say, "Oh, well, of course, I was. You know, we didn't know enough then, did we?" Yeah. And also, no one's, no one's going to follow up. You know, it's ten years. It sounds, but it sounds close. It sounds yeah. oh, that's within my lifetime. That's within. That's, that's a reason I, I can see that happen. So it sounds like I said, "Yep, we're just on the verge of this thing that I'm definitely going to make happen." And by the time my prediction uh, comes to pass, uh, we'll all have moved on completely. And I know for that's going to happen. You know that's going to happen. The readers uh, probably don't. They'll they'll stop thinking about it as soon as they click off this article. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore, I've just spilled some absolute bullshit, and it sounds credible because I put a time cap on it. And it's a trick I've grown increasingly weary of over mm. the past few years. But the difference with now is that we we seem to be moving through things at an incredible rate. <laughs> where you used to be able to dwell on things for ages, and you know you'd have the the benefit of time. We're going around in circles, but things are moving quite quickly. So people criticised the 2017 and 19 Labour manifestos for their um, proposals for nationalising the UK energy industry. Mm. Now we're at the point where that were proven to be good ideas. (laughs) And there's no contrition, no sort of like... Just like, ooh, sort of crumbs of yeah. egg on my face there about that. Sorry, yeah. guys, maybe that was a good idea. None. Yeah. Well, it's like this. And, and they've got, at the yeah. same time, they've got fucking like, now that it's it's safe and easy to to pretend to be left wing when you don't have to back it up with actual, you know, put, put your money where your mouth is sort of thing. All these bloody stinking <laughs> cowing Guardian journalists. Oh, they'll do it again now, won't they? <laughs> oh, these Tories, aren't they scum? <laughs> Fuck off! You, you had, you had, we had a chance. We had a chance, and what did you do? You went out to your way to try and derail it, and it worked great. Thank you. For those of you who missed Simon's Labour Party conference speech, that was the that was some brief highlights there. That'd be it. <laughs> I'm glad if you on the conference to say this exact speech. You understand it. <laughs> and then I'd go man to man with the shadow cabinet and call out councils. I mean, now we get some viewing figures. It's just pay per view. The pays for off the bloody manifesto already. Right? Scream, vote Clyde at them and walk out. And they'd have me stun gunned or whatever they do to cows to kill them. That probably. Bullet in my head. Why <laughs> specifically cows? I don't know. It's revenge for your jerk people. Well, they don't understand a wash, do they? No, I guess. They probably think I was Scottish. God help me if they thought I was Scottish, Dean. Oof. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to this. Anyway, so God, bring him, bring me down. I was in a great mood. I had fucking half a kilo of beef before I started this, and now I'm thinking about the oh, <laughs> sort of work for the Guardian. <laughs> None taken. <laughs> yeah, you don't work for the Guardian. I know. Anymore, I don't. Dean. You're an independent they, man. They they made that very clear. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't have you, I like Dean. You've, no, that's, you've, that's you've, not true. You've, Dean, you'd be blacklisted now for the Labour Party if you tried to join. <laughs> okay, associated with. The bad sorts like me and Trev. Ah, I'll be fine. There goes my political career up in smoke. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll try something else. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Guardian Copy, how do you rank it? None, zero. <laughs> I'll yeah, give, give you one. I'm going to give you one. Yeah. Give you one because there's a good chance they lost a lot of money on that. <laughs> I'm going to say two because the copy wasn't that bad and they did at least try something. But yes, it was baffling, baffling throughout. Anyway, there we go. And on to the next section. Welcome back, listeners. So, Dean, I've got something here now for you. 
that I found on eBay. Oh. It's a bespoke item. Uh, it's a little bit disturbing, but we'll have a little look at it together. So I'd like to see your, your thoughts on it, and hopefully we'll, have, we'll get a nice little conversation. It'll be much, much more jolly than that last <laughs> bloody conversation. Can I just say to the listeners, uh, on the screen now, Simon is very red from the last section in every sense of the word. We're going to see some blood vessels. Uh, but yes, let's look at this eBay item. Here it comes. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, the benefit listener, I think what I'm looking at is a costume of Orville, the uh, nauseating duck of Keith Harris fame, who wished he could fly. Uh, but it. it's it's adult man size, yes. and it it has a. I'm going to say homemade because I don't think anyone professional has made that. Yes, it does. It says homemade on the description. And yeah, I'm just I'm just coming out. It's got it's got a very strong uh, gimp like quality to it. <laughs> Which I'm really not comfortable about. No, it, it, it is. It is. I'm going to say terrifying. It is, <laughs> it is mildly terrifying. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> the picture's there for you to see, listeners. Um, please do click on that to see what yes, we're, please. we're dealing with. <laughs> I really can't get. A, I can't quite convey enough the, the genuine unsettling terror behind this uh, this thing. I'm going to describe it for you now. Um, it's full size. It's obviously it's green and it's woolly. It's got uh, Orville the duck, the puppet used to have um, a nappy. Mm. This doesn't have a nappy, but it is. It's got a poorly cut because it's all hemming away, sort of white pair of pants. Where Orville's eyes would be on a professionally made costume, that'd be like made of plastic, uh, mm. but have some kind of one way glass or something on it, so you could see out but not see in. Mm. This doesn't. You can see the eyes. And- <laughs> yeah, they're basically wearing it, which makes it doubly scary. Yeah, like like, like voids. <laughs> voids, yeah. And with just one eye staring back out to you. Yeah, forlornly looking back out. I see, like, silent plea for help. Yeah, like on a horror film when, like, the soul eater sucks somebody into their body. Mm. And you can just see their face sort of crying yeah. out before they disappear. It's a bit like yeah. that. Orville's yellow-orange beak is... Been rendered on this costume to look yeah. more like a tongue flapping out of my mouth. Yeah, it's it's an orange felt tongue, yes. which gives it another again. A, it adds to the the gimp like feel about it all because it's got a sort of yeah, it's, yeah, it's that, but, uh, but it's like it's got a sort of a dirty energy which I don't like. <laughs> and uh, the final coup de grace. I'm not sure if you've noticed this yet, is but uh, Orville seems to have um, a green penis poking out of the bottom of the pants. Oh my god. I had not noticed that. That is, well, that, 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 I thought it was a gift before even seeing that. So <laughs> what I think now is, so, yeah, because I, I thought that was like the uh, the bottom of the costume ends. This makes this even scarier to me. There's a nappy at the bottom where the, the, the waist ends. It goes to a nappy, and then it just stops. So like the, the person wearing it, their jeans are poking through. Yeah. Which it, it does, again, it looks like they're wearing... Uh, another creature's skin. <laughs> they're trying to sneak into like an, an Orville party by dismembering the original. <laughs> they hang them Hannibal Lecter style to it. But yes, that does look um, very phallic. I, yeah. I thought it was just, I thought it was the pants had bunched up, but no, that's um, no, no. That's the, that's an external thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's worrying. And when you look at it from the other angle, Zine, well, I thought that too. Um, yeah. My wife showed me this, and I thought, Jesus Christ! Like, and then I looked at him. Has he got a cock? <laughs> She's like, I don't think so. But then we looked at the other angles, and okay. what I initially thought was, it was just his tail poking through. Yeah. But it's not, because his tail is massive. Yeah. And, like, there's a side-on picture. It's all there in the description. Have a look. Hmm. And it doesn't match up with what's coming out in the first image, which must be a green duck's penis poking out from the bottom of its trousers. Yeah, I mean, ducks, ducks notoriously have... Oh, horrific penises. That's um Yes. Are they corkscrew or is that yeah, just thing? Yeah, yeah, they like are, a, yeah. Most birds are crackers, but ducks have evolved this like almost <laughs> almost like Hellraiser type uh, <laughs> appendage down there uh for, for like the sort of weird sexual arms race with women the, the women. The, the female ducks who have similarly <laughs> coiled internals. It's horrific. These are the ones that these little creatures we feed the kids feed bread to have <laughs> this horrible thing going on underneath. Like, <laughs> It's an swan's like under the surface, it's all paddling. Under the duck surface, it's just nightmare fuel. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> and um, I'd be surprised you can't order that in a restaurant. 
I mean, oh God, you did open your wine, would you? <laughs> <laughs> but um, show me the other photo again. The, the side one? Yeah. Yeah. So that's Orville's tail. Now, that's Orville's tail. I don't think he has a tail. I can't yeah, I don't know why Orville having a tail. No. Ducks don't technically have to have tail feathers. Yeah. So, so this, it's a big, it looks like a foxtail, a green foxtail, essentially. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, it, rhymed, it reminded me of like um, the sack on a hornet or um, yeah, yes. or a scorpion or something. Yeah, so that's sort of, yeah. yeah, that sort of swollen vibe yeah. about it. That's where this Orville keeps all his poison, all his venom. Yeah. And also, I've only just noticed this, but uh, if this... <laughs> The person modelling this outfit does not fit the outfit. No, it's too small for them. They're bursting through it like the Hulk. Again, really leaning into the whole wearing someone's skin. Definitely. Orville's costume seems to have a massive tail, which shouldn't be there. Yeah. Penis, which which (laughs) is baffling. (laughs) No eyes and uh, a sort of licky beak, which is just terrifying rolls, and some sort of facsimile of a nappy. And Yeah. yeah. All of this is horrific. <laughs> and also, as I said, it's because it's, it's a human costume. He's got sleeves with gloves on the end. Again, Orville never had hands. He had wings. So this, true, yeah. this is Orville, but yeah. it's also so not Orville. Actually, yes. it's quite, quite unsettling. Yes, it's an Orville. Yeah. yeah. The an Orville Valley we're in right now. <laughs> yeah, the an Orville Valley. Yeah, he had wings. There's, there's no reason why they couldn't have made wings from yeah, like, Orville. Yeah, there's a big sort of paddles around them. I mean, I'm not yeah, a seamstress, I don't know, but this... No. Well, you could just get some cardboard and you do sort of like um, an elliptical shape and then put your green felt and fur over the top of that, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's poorly thought out. Yeah, take that fabric you put into the massive tail, which is unnecessary, and use that to make wings. Exactly, yeah. Do you think, like, somebody's given this seamstress all the fabric and they've just... Like, they've seen Orville on the telly. Oh, I, I know Orville. I know Orville. He's got those long arms, isn't he? And a massive, fat, uh, poison sack at the end of him. No, the, the all the fabric was to make the wings, you daft cow. Not a poison sack. Why is he sticking his tongue out to me? It's his beak, man. Well, the party's in two hours, so I've got to wear this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's send those kids some trauma. <laughs> it's some. Mm. Um, oh, it's horrific. We, weirdly, one thing that's reminded me of was when I was a kid, we went to see a pantomime in, uh, I think it was the Pothcall Pavilion. That's where yeah. you usually went. And because it was that time, uh, they no, no pantomimes always had, uh, with special guest, the currently popular thing. Because like one day I went yeah. and they with those billion bonds or pandas, but the guest was like one of the turtles. Oh, right. Yeah. This person a turtle costume. I think one year it was like Mario or something. You know, yeah. whoever the kids like put them in. And this year was Mr. Blobby because he was all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we kept saying, special guest, Mr. Blobby. And, you know, the entire pandas, no, no side of him, but he just came up towards the end. Yeah. But he came out and he wasn't Mr. Blobby as we recognise him. He was someone in a, a Blobby costume like this. Like a, so. <laughs> A fabric facsimile of Blobby. And it looked like a giant oven glove. <laughs> a big spotty oven glove. And I remember yelling, that's not Mr. Blobby, that's a man in a costume. <laughs> Which is itself a very meta comment for like a seven-year-old. Or a seven, like 12, whatever. But um, so this last thing reminded me of, it's like, it's a familiar character. <laughs> oh dear, I can't let that go. That's a very meta comment for a five-year-old to me. I was a five, I was seven. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just realised. I again, my geography and my time are just all off the shop lately. <laughs> we were fifteen, and you were screaming at a man in a blobby costume because you were disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I saw almost certainly what happened. As well. <laughs> just sheer outrage. <laughs> did you ever see um, Keith Harris Norville like, in person? No, I never did. Because they, they they were doing the university circuit when we oh, first went to university. Yeah, nostalgia trips. We we didn't have them. We had, um, I think Timmy Mallet come. We had Timmy Mallet. Yeah, yeah. He came to Swansea, and uh, my friend, uh, I won't say his name. uh, He he got ejected um, (laughs) from from the Timmy Mallet performance. I can't remember what it was for. It was something really offensive. I think you might be calling him a dog nonce or something. Like that. 
my God. That's not one of the other. It's like the only Neo-Sexa dogs, Neo-Sexa underage dogs. Because that makes perfect sense. In fairness to Timmy Mallet, like, didn't get caught up in all the yew tree stuff. No, no, he's a solid boy. All accounts. He's asked about him a while ago, saying what he, I think his brother had Down syndrome or something. He recently oh, passed right. away. Okay. So Tony, totally, Tim managed a lot of charity for him and painting and stuff. And, and to be honest, if you the best of them, it seemed like a, a likely candidate for the U tree stuff, but he, he definitely wasn't. No, you know, no, it turns no. out. Yeah. But also, he came to Cardiff as well, and my friend Ian, who I will mention uh, from Liverpool, hi Ian. Um, he like everyone's quite pissed, but because everyone's watching him do the wackaday stuff, and towards the end, everyone sort of lines up, goes on stage. Gets a, a mallet on the head, like, hey, yeah. mallet, and you know, really yeah. they walk off. Uh, so <laughs> he invited his turn, went up to him and said, Timmy, kissed him on one cheek. Timmy, kissed him on the cheek. Timmy goes to kiss him. He said, fuck off, kneel down. It's <laughs> about the head, he goes, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was quite upset. Oh, upset, just weary. Drunk students. Yeah, and I, I can't blame the guy. Yeah. Um, I'll play to Timmy Mallet. Yeah. 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 I think we should well, be putting this on the record now, Dean. Uh, why does this thing exist podcast? Uh, we support Timmy Mallet and uh, <laughs> uh, we will stand a few calls. <laughs> you're saying that like he's been accused of something. <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, well, we know he has been accused of something because your friend got ejected, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. We're very much on the side of Mallet. <laughs> but, um, I, I did, I, I have sort of seen Keith House Norville in, in person. Mm. Because when I was younger, we had a sort of family trip to Blackpool for a few days. Yeah. And it was like October time. It was really quite blustery out. But they were, you no, know, Blackpool is a British tourist place. So, um, all stuff going on. And we walked towards the Blackpool Tower one day and there was a, a roadshow thing on the side of the road. You know, like not, um, not a big, huge, elaborate thing, but we're in the radio ones. You know, they have like the, t- the mobile stage things. Right. And this guy was saying, Hey, welcome to our roadshow, everyone. And it was a crowd of, I'm going to be generous and say 30 people just like milling around in front of like, what's going on here then? And I welcome, I, I was, we're walking past. I only saw a bit of this and you see him go, look at our first guest, Keith Harris Norville. I have to come. I thought it was Keith Harris Norville on the stage, like over there. I hear like, you know, you hear the rhythm of joke. It does yeah, a punchline. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just the crowd is absolutely nothing. Because oh, <laughs> no. like, they're all like 30 odd or plus. So it's like, I think this is a children's entertainer. Why are we looking at this? <laughs> I was going, oh, they didn't like that, did they? Over? No, I didn't, no. <laughs> I went, listen, who would like to win a thousand pounds? That got a reaction, didn't it? <laughs> wow. It's, it's a but I don't know if he actually was going to pay someone a thousand pounds to react or if that was just an elaborate lie. He's just winding them up. Yeah, to stoke some enthusiasm in the audience at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning in Blackpool. <laughs> Oh, that's the way to do it. We'll <laughs> definitely do that. I'm like, shall Too bad. You oh. say that, go on a mad tangent for like an hour and a half and then just walk off the stage. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Before the man with this, the bolt gun gets us. <laughs> it's kind of going to be a recurring character now. Yeah, he's, uh, he's always looming in the background <laughs> of my imagination. Dude. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the, um, uh, no, the, the whole nostalgia talk about making them dirty? Oh, yeah, they try to make him adult. I don't like it. No, no I don't, like I don't it. think it's necessary. I mean, it's like, unnecessary. I guess if you go to a student place, you got to have something to, you know, we're grown ups now. Yeah, but uh, it just seemed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And it never sat well on me. No, I don't like that at all. Like a lot of, like Keith Harris, a lot of these people, they worked up on the club circuit before they did, like, mm. um, you know, before they got their prime time stuff. Like entertainment stuff, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, like they, they should they for the most part. I, I think there's enough. They should have enough. Um, what am I talking about? Hang <laughs> on now. Right, I'm going to put a stop to this myself. I'm talking absolute nonsense. I'm giving career advice to the dead Keith Harris. <laughs> well, about what we'll he should do that. with his puppet show, which I got absolutely no idea how to run a puppet show. Ventriloquist. <laughs> well, uh, abort this thing. <laughs> Okay. I think I th- I didn't like that they they tried to make the their kids entertainment sexy, and that's fine. They had to make a career in some way. Yeah, yeah. No, again, I don't regret them doing it. It's just I personally wasn't comfortable with it. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about um, the uh, like the shitty shows that we used to see in, like, in the students' union and things like that. My friend 
he was proved wrong over time with the fact that Timmy Mallard is not a dog nonce. <laughs> but uh, I interrupted the show. Time has proved me right, Tim. Okay. That uh, Swansea put on an R. Kelly tribute act. Right. And there was there was vague rumours oh, around the time. Right, the yeah, day, of course. Like, okay. You know, I never liked his music. I thought it was yeah. shit. I just remembered who R. Kelly is. Oh, God, yeah, that guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Some of this, all right. Uh, the one about being in the club. That's <laughs> that yeah, one R&B song about being in a club. Yeah. yeah, the after party one, you know, after yeah, party. Yeah. It's the after party. Hmm. I believe in fly. That doesn't fly with me. No, nice. <laughs> or even at that time, when this tribute act was booked, he'd already hmm. married Aaliyah, I think. And she was underage at the time. Deeply unsettling. So there was already a vague sense of nonsense around this man. Hmm. And uh, there's an R. Kelly tribute act. Oh, and, uh, you know, I was absolutely fucking steaming when I saw. Yeah. I thought, well, now is the time to show off my break dancing, which I <laughs> have never tried before. <laughs> yeah, this seems like the perfect opportunity to debut this skill I assume I have. But I jumped on a stage when uh, R. Kelly Tribute was performing, and he was doing I Can Believe I Can Fly, and uh, I just started thrashing around on the stage on my back, <laughs> trying to spin on my head. And I obviously couldn't. And uh, R. Kelly was singing, I believe I can fly, bounces to the stage. I believe I can touch the side, bounces to the stage. It's the remix. <laughs> yeah. And I was dragged out, screaming, everybody booing me. And... But, but, you, but yeah. who had the last laugh there, Dean? <laughs> me, I had the last laugh. He's in jail because he's a pedo. <laughs> and you can actually say that because it's, it's, it's true. Yeah, send your dogs on to me, your lawyery dogs. <laughs> we Probably the Guardian could do for two for one for him, can't it? <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't provoked him to see us for a while, though. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we're overdue. Yeah, yeah, we're overdue, I think, if anything. <laughs> ah, well. What are we going to so, get this, son? Um, um, you go first, Brian. See, I'm torn between a, quite a very low mark, a very high mark, because it is breathtakingly striking, but also it's not Orville. Yes. Uh, hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna be generous and say four to five. Are you going to give it a four? Go on. Okay, good, because it's, it's, it's going to stick with me for a while. Mm, my mm, best efforts. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have some therapy about this. But um, but also, like, someone's taken you know taken the base material that is Orville and spun something very new out of it. Um, yeah. I wish they hadn't, but if they have done that. They have, and yeah. uh, and uh, they've created something. So I'm going to give it a four to five. For, yeah, yeah. It's art in a way. It's repurposing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, like your rhino with the signature on it or something like that. <laughs> anyway, tell you what, Dean. And like that. Just like that, yeah. I should have thought of this before I asked you to give your score, but I haven't even checked how much it's going for on eBay. Oh, okay. have a quick well, look? Yes, please do. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a one-of-a-kind item. It's got to be. It's homemade. It won't be any reviews. <laughs> it's, oh, it's going for £10.50 and £2.75. Oh, it's worth more than that. Uh, tell you what, then, shall I put £15 in and we'll buy this for the podcast? I, if you would, I'll happily go halves. Come on, then, we'll do 15 we'll do £16, uh, yeah, £8 okay, yeah. each. Yeah, I'll, I, I will definitely do this. Okay, then, we're putting a bid in, listeners, and um, if we win, then we'll send photos individually uh, to each and every one of you. Yeah, I'm well, that's a bid, confirm, £16, here we go. We are the highest bidder, dude. <laughs> So. Of course we are. I can't imagine there's a lot of competition. Are you going to wake up tomorrow like, what the hell did I do last night? Oh no, Dean, this ends in 13 hours. I think we're going to we're going to end up being the winners on this, aren't we? Of course we are. Here we go then. All right. I would be. I would love to be with when it arrives and your wife goes, "What have you done?" <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween in a few months. My daughter will want something. I'm going to join in this year. <laughs> there we go. We'll yeah. let you know. Um, we'll let you know soon, listeners. We'll post it on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Oh, we will. If, if, we will. If we win this costume, I'll post a picture of both of us wearing it on uh, Instagram. Yes, I'll take it in turns, obviously, because oh, we you know, if we could both crawl into this thing. It'll <laughs> yeah. really make it horrific. I'll hide in the sack. Yeah, <laughs> the venomous sack. You can have uh, Orville's penis and your penis uh, falling <laughs> out of the bottom of it. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll pretend uh, there wasn't room for mine, even though it is there. Uh, you just can't see it because it's so small. And on to section number three. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back. Here we go. 
random Wikipedia articles in. Random article time. Let's see what happens. We've got a few themes recently, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Things that happened in 2017. Moths and <laughs> and uh, remote places <laughs> which we don't know anything about. Yeah, we've been going on a tour lately, haven't we? It's, yeah. It's been quite good. I wonder oh. if there's something um, that could connect Castle St. Edmunds and uh, Carpenone. A, a proper podcast would have delved into that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, that'd, be, that'd be like a, what's it, like a This American Life would be like three weeks about that, wouldn't they, just uh, oh, exploring yeah. it? But uh, we, we, we aren't them, so we're not going to do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> we haven't got the time, patience, inclination or desire. Here we go, Dean. <laughs> okay, let's go. Three, two, one, here we go. Oh, Elka. Elka, okay. Uh, oh. oh, wow, look at this. Article is about the car manufactured by iCart, an American automobile manufactured in 1915 until 1931. Oh, Elkhart Carriage Company, owned by William and George Pratt of Elkhart, Indiana, which has been in business for over 30 years, producing its first car. Okay, then. It's an old car. Yeah. And that picture down there is anything to do. That looks like quite a stylish old car, too. It does. That's a 1916 Elkhart that's uh, on the article. Let's read this sentence again. Right. The car was produced by the Elkhart Carriage Company, owned by William and George Pratt, which had been in business for over 30 years before producing its first car. Uh, well, carriage company, because obviously they uh, were producing horse carriages car, for horses. Horse yeah. carriage, of course. Yeah. Wow. I thought, fucking hell, they, those pairs should get businessmen of the year, <laughs> even now, 100 years after their death. They, their business gone for 30 years before they even produced a product. <laughs> Stayed it that long, yeah. Yeah. It's an early car, then. Like, uh, it's, um, well, we're talking about cars. I like the look of old cars. It's really quite stylish. One of those ones is a classic no roof, but uh, chitty, chitty, bang, bang style. But this photo looks more, obviously, it's not a beat-up car. It's, I'm assuming, quite new. It looks quite sleek for 1916. Mm. You see pictures of old Model T Fords and that, and they, like, exactly like you say, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. They look like, you know, they they should have somebody working a pump at the back. But this does, it's got the smooth lines. It's hmm. it's a convertible as well. Yeah, it's got a nice flow. It, it looks. It does a, flow nicely, yeah. This is a phrase I've, I probably would never thought I'd ever use, but it looks accidentally aer- aerodynamic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like that's not a, a thing that would happen, but it looks like they've gone for it without... Yeah. Did they know about that back then? Because I say the old cars, even the 80s, were like boxy and flat. I think they were built for sturdiness rather than um, you know uh, lack of air, air resistance I'd hazard a guess and say that aerodynamic design advanced in step with motorsport because if you look at the old oh, Formula yeah. 1 cars they weren't aerodynamic God, yeah. at all either really and, yeah and the um, and like the land speed record stuff because those cars got more and more like bullety over yes, time exactly yeah, but it does have a bullet sort of yeah. aspect to it, doesn't it? It looks a bit. It looks. Bullety, it looks a little bit like the thing that chases you, Mario. <laughs> just like yes, a, giant, does, yeah. a giant bullet bastard <laughs> to chase yeah. you across the Mario Kart course. I'm not a car guy. Um, I don't have any issue with cars, but I've, it's never been a, a, a passion of mine. Uh, I always have to take someone with me when I go car shopping. I mean, I told you about the time my dad took me car shopping the first ever time. No, I can't remember that. Uh, well, it's like me and my wife like passed our test quite late in life. Like uh, we both in our mid twenties. So we finally got a car then because we hadn't needed one before. But uh, so I went up to my dad because right, I'll uh, okay, yeah, I'll take you to the, all the places I know. I realised in hindsight, my dad was doing power moves as soon as we got there. This is massive, massive car forecourt in the middle of Port Talbot, and he goes, "Oh, well, that car will be good for you guys." And there's a Renault, which ended up buying in the end, but it was right on the end of the forecourt. Right, so it looked like literally it couldn't be any further away from the sales room. Yeah. Like it, it is literally the furthest one. Like that's. Like that's, that's, that's New Zealand from Britain. Like you can't go any further than this. So coming back again, but it was like a rainy day. We walked over there, two umbrellas, uh, from the dealer's office. Yeah, and Dad says, yeah, "We want to look at this car a bit." Um, and he goes, uh, "Can you um, get, get some paperwork?" Yes. Oh, okay, cool. I said, "No, we need the umbrellas." <laughs> Just made him run back across the whole court in the rain. <laughs> it's, like it's like it's like the sap is spirit early on, like, and, and then. Um, I think it's at the same time. It's happened a few times, but when he came back and said, so how much is this car then? He said, well, it says it, like it's uh, like 5,000. <laughs> and I thought my dad had this really cool bargaining technique, you know, like getting inside the heads and stuff. What he did, he just called call the guy a bastard until he dropped the price. <laughs> That's all it was. You're a bastard, you aren't you? He said, well, I could maybe go for four four seven nine nine. Yes, such a bastard. 
think he was really quite perturbed by this rotund Welsh bloke calling him a bastard constantly. But it worked. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Uh, so I can't fault him. But... <laughs> well, there we are. There's a tip for the listeners. It works, but uh, you know, it's not a strategy I've used myself since, but um, I guess if all else fails, I could try that. Well, I'm going to try that. I think it would, for me, it would sound awful. Like, I said, like, my dad, you know, remember my dad, he was like, being sort of alpha, hey, you're a bastard, you. It sounded with a bottom e about it. But you go like, yeah. how much is it? Oh, nine, no, nineteen thousand pounds. Bastard! <laughs> just run off. I know it just sounds so so petulant about it, and it would be awful. <laughs> Here's a question about the yeah. uh, the Elkar car. Mm. Nineteen uh, what? Sixteen. You said yeah. Sixteen. Was that? I, I think that was after the, when they believed that. If you could travel above certain speeds, you'd be crushed. Oh wow! I think that was a that was a Victorian. That was a theory, sir. Yeah, I think because obviously there was no real way to accelerate. Uh, trains could do it a bit, perhaps to, to the speeds we got now. So they thought mm. like we would just be crushed by the pressures. Wow! Shall I find out when the first car came out? Yes, please do. The, f- the first large-scale production line manufacturing of audible uh, <laughs> of affordable cars was by Ransom Olds in 1901. Oldsmobile in oh, okay. Lansing, Michigan. We've heard of that, Oldsmobile. Hmm. Uh, are they still going? I've heard they definitely heard the name Oldsmobile. Uh, oh, they're part of General Motors now, so... Yeah, well, yeah, so I guess they are still going then. Yeah, 2000s, hmm. they're still making cars now. So fucking hell, uh, over 100 hmm. years of uh, Oldsmobiles. It's quite ironic the first car being an Oldsmobile. Yeah. You should call it a, a new mobile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I suppose it was not to worry people. <laughs> I guess, yeah. No, it's also like gaslighting. These have always been here. What are we talking yeah. about? Anyway, on this uh, Wikipedia page about the car, there's a 1927 Ford Model T. And if you compare this horrible fucking piece of machinery with the L car. Yeah, that one looks way sleeker. That just goes to show the power of um, uh, Ford mm. and his production S- techniques. Don't bother things, yeah. Because there's no way if, if anybody's looking at the two. Well, I'm not saying that, though. Maybe aesthetic and cultural um, preferences were different back then. But to us now, as a, uh, people in the 21st century we are now, are we doing 21st century? <laughs> yeah, I've been for a while, yes. For this week, we're in the 21st century. <laughs> Looking at that with modernised in, that that looks much more attractive than that Model T, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Like the Model T looks inferior to us, to the L car, mm-hmm. but clearly was there the, the, the victor in the car wars. Yes. Uh, but I'm wondering if, because like like with VHS and Betamax, did, did the porn industry support the Model T? <laughs> 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 a, lot of, uh, a lot of kinky photos taken inside Model Ts and therefore it became yeah. the de facto norm. Well, if you look at the L car, though, the L car is topless, so... Oh, <laughs> touche, touche, sir. <laughs> hey, here we are, Dean. Company demise. Oh, okay. Faye's resources were badly hit by the Great Depression, and Faye himself was eventually shot dead by a, <laughs> oh, in God. 1933 oh. by a disgruntled employee. I feel like they buried the lead there. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you don't get many companies going under now because the, the leading man has been shot dead by a disgruntled employee, do you? I would say you don't get enough companies now going no, under. No, absolutely not, yeah. Shot dead. And I, I'm, I'll, I'll put it on the record. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dean. Thank you for joining me on that. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to draw arms on my employer. <laughs> I didn't mean yours specifically. <laughs> I just said generally. <laughs> oh, God, I've ended some of a death pact out. Great. That, that was parody and satire, everybody. No, uh, please, God, no. don't draw arms on my employer. No corporate executives were harmed in the making of this podcast. It was bad enough when the Queen died. All a bloody moping. Anyway, I that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else can we say about this car? It had a contract in New York City to supply taxis, so I guess they were the first, maybe one of the first taxis in New York City oh, as well. How do that, people know more about this thing, Dean? This is yeah, awesome. this is actually. But also, if you brought this back now and said, like, yo, we've got these taxis in New York, which are 1960s L cars, I bet they make a fortune. Definitely, yeah. Right around New York, I mean, the traffic doesn't go more than five miles an hour according to all the films I've seen. No, I don't. Well, I've got in a taxi in New York, did. Oh, you have, yeah, yeah. because yeah, <laughs> we, we were rushing to get from the bottom of Manhattan to the other, I think, to catch like um, a shuttle bus to take us to the airport. And we got a taxi. And I swear to God, it's the slowest I've moved in a car ever. <laughs> Since that yeah. parade that they put on for me after I fucking saw myself outside Chicago. 
<laughs> I remember that so well. You're right behind the world. The 2016 Euros pass. You? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people will say like that that was actually a parade for the 2016 Euros. <laughs> ah, well. But, you know, I did. I was traveling behind it in my car with my ass hanging out the window because I had signed myself out eating a bad portion of chips from Chipani. So. If anything, yeah. it's a joint parade in my mind. <laughs> yeah, you got the last laugh again. Yeah, but it was a very dry day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Anyway, what what do we what do we reckon on this cars? I'm, I'm really keen on very pro it. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five to be honest because yeah. I really like. Um, you know, I know a lot of technology doesn't make it a lot of you know, innovation stuff, but I love seeing like what could have been. Imagine if this was the the first most prominent car. Yeah, and uh, no, just things could be wildly different in yeah. interesting ways. Not necessarily better or worse. Just this looks cool, and it does look cool. I have nothing else to say because I'm not a car guy. Like that looks cool, cooler than the Model T, and we could have a much more interesting world because of it. So, yep, yeah, fire for me. Um, but of course, we should be uh, ranking the article, not the. the oh car. yeah. So, oh, but uh, saying that, uh, I'm going to say, Dean, that um, I think this article is good. I haven't seen this car before. It's drawn me to it. It's it's got a picture of it, which we're both um, mm. very keen on. The facts that it's it's a sparse article. Everybody, it's only like one, mm. two, three, four, five paragraphs long. We found out about the guy got shot dead by his disgruntled employee. We found yeah. out that they had a license to do taxis in New York. We've got a picture of the car. <sighs> I think this is yeah. one of the best ones we've seen so far. Dude. Absolutely. I'm, I'm keeping my five ranking because yeah. the article is just perfect because it's just like, by the way, here's a really interesting thing. You know, some points about it. Enjoy. I, I did. Thank you very much. We have. We've enjoyed this. Hey, I tell you what. Oh, this section, random Wikipedia article. The listeners are right to rate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. That, well, they're always right. The listener is always right. Let's not tell them that. No, they are. Yeah. They're always right. We haven't had any complaints yet. No. <laughs> no. Let's, not, let's, not, let's, not, let's not pull that thread. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be quiet for a bit. Edit that out. Don't give them the opportunity <laughs> to complain. And that's it for this week, I guess, Andy. It is. Yeah. Well, thank you, Simon. I'll see you next week. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.